Hello everyone and welcome to episode 149 of Mighty White's podcast, which I've titled Do 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 Ruptured Plantar Fascia. Which I thought was quite good, but I, I am now, we've won the last two, so I have to keep doing the Simpsons title. So the alternative title is Ho Ho! Football's Greatest Injuries. <laughs> um, So, there isn't a game for us to go back and talk about, but it is worth saying... Have you now finally calmed down after the Wolves game? Yes. The the Bamford news brought me crashing back down to earth. <laughs> crashing um, right back down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Obviously, brilliant results to go into the international break with. Did not watch England's last game. I might watch tonight because I'm not doing anything. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I, I, I watched the last 15 minutes of the England game, I think. But just because by that point I wasn't doing anything else. So yeah. Um now it's back to the usual dread, hopelessness, and fear of crippling loneliness that normally consumes me. Yeah, well that sounds about right. I did watch the Wales game because that was a much bigger game and that was well worth watching. And it was brilliant to see North Macedonia beat Italy. The um, raiding European champions can't qualify. Yeah. To be honest, I might not watch the England game. I, pro- I, I really, th- there's a really decent chance that I might watch Portugal and North Macedonia. Yeah. Because that's actually got something on the line. What you say England versus Ivory Coast in a friendly that's going to feature many changes from England's team that played on Saturday? Doesn't yeah. appeal. The, impo- the important news is Max Gradle starts. Well, it, is he the captain? I know he, he captained them in the Olympics, didn't he? Because but... I, I assume just because he's the oldest. Mm. I mean, you need a calm, level-headed individual to lead a team at, at this sort of level. So I, I feel like Max is the guy. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, calm, level-headed individuals, there hasn't been many Leeds fans in response to Fabrizio Romano's tweets over the last few days. Uh, there's a lot of noise about Rafinha going to Barcelona in the summer. Regardless of what league we're in, it just affects how much we get and stuff. I mean, Fabrizio Romano is doing that thing that he did with the Jadon Sancho deal, where he's just tweeting something every six hours that doesn't actually have an update in it. Yeah. He did an update today, which was just purely to say, oh yeah, all my tweets from the past three days were provably incorrect. There Um, is no release clause. Yeah. Like a regular one. There is a relegation release clause. Yeah. Um, but the thing to talk about with is, does this being all over the press bother you at all? Does it worry you in terms of his performances or anything? Please tell me they can't get worse. Please tell me he's not going to play worse than he was before this. <laughs> like, well, I mean, he, he, didn't play the, he didn't play the last game. He played quite well in the game before that. That was Norwich. Yeah. But... The ones before that... We're not yeah, I mean, good. I mean, he was awful against Villa, but everyone was. Uh, the the Leicester one, he was fine. Since, since the since the international the last international break, he's not been great. Yeah, he hasn't been at his best, but I I, I don't think he's been as bad as a lot of people have said. Like the one that made me laugh, and everyone was guilty, was after that. Uh, Villa game when everyone said look at him he's down tools he's not even trying and he was number one for runs number one for sprints number one for successful pressures number one for mm. tack <laughs> it was it was everything for that 
and he wasn't good, but he was actually more than most of them. The interesting thing with the deal that's getting talked about, and I don't know if there's any true, I don't know if it's true or not. There's at first it was that Oscar Mingeza, and now it's Francisco Trincao who's obviously on loan at Wolves. They keep throwing in Barcelona players as potential makeweights. Well, Do you I think mean, Leeds should I... should Leeds even be bothered in entertaining something like that? I, I suppose it depends on the areas Jesse Marsh is, is looking to fill. Um, I, I understand it from their point of view. I know financial fair play doesn't mean a whole lot right now, but they, they probably need to keep the fee as low as they can. Mm. So I understand, you know, throwing in players. Are, are they are they the droids we're looking for? Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen loads of Mingresa, but people who have say no. <laughs> Is he the one that's a left back? He's played sort of right of the back three quite a lot, and he's okay. played a bit of right, and he's played right back under Xavi. Hmm. Uh, but I mean, I say I haven't seen much of it, but the people that have seem to not rate him particularly highly. Yeah. Trinkau's a decent player, but again, he's not like he's setting the world on fire at Wolves. No, by by all accounts. Leeds are still interested in Aronson and Aronson wants to leave at the end of the yeah, season. That, that one, provided we stay up, you you would think that one happens. So, I, I, I think it very much at this point depends on how you think the the our summer dealing should go. Because whilst I appreciate that we probably do need quite a few positions strengthening. I would be worried if if we're bringing in five or six new starters that you mm. kind of lose a lot of the chemistry that I think this team has. Yeah, I um, wouldn't expect that. I think there'll be that many players, but I wouldn't think there'll be that many starters. No, I mean, I, I think you probably need three players who are going to go into the starting lineup. As a, you know, and, and quality players that are going to come in. Yeah. Um, you know, for I me, mean... it's it's probably a centre mid, a striker, and harshly either a left back or a right back. Uh, there's a lot of people saying a right back, and a right back. I would be okay with assigning one, but we really need a left back, like that. Poor Junior Fur. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, we, let's be right. We hardly knew you. Even if even if the Junior Furpo deal had worked out perfectly and we'd have ended up with Betis Junior Furpo, mm. we'd still need a left back. Yeah, we definitely, <laughs> we definitely need two. Unless yeah, the difference is now we don't need a. If that, if Furpo would have worked out, we might have needed a nineteen-year-old left back from somewhere. And now yeah. we need a first-team left back. I, one of the things I would be very interested in is is a number of the players that are out on loan. If Marsh is is going to take a look at them at the start of the summer and get an eval, you know, have a bit of an evaluation of those, because I'm I'm not saying that would go straight into the first team squad, but you know, looking and thinking, is it worth having Leaf Davis around for a season as as the backup left back? Yeah, I'm not sure how he's done. I mean, I haven't heard rave reviews, but I also haven't heard negative ones. 
I think he's he's improved as the season's gone on, but I think he's had a couple of stints out with injury as well. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, he would be interested in... I mean, by the sounds of the way he's been at Cardiff, Cody Drama walks into the squad for next season. Yeah. He probably he's... doesn't start, but he's he appears to have been very good by all accounts. Again, he will be one that's very interesting to look at whether the, the grudge... I don't know, it was mostly with, you know, I think his agent as well. Mm. Um, whether that extended to Leeds or if it was squarely with Marcelo Bielsa. Yeah. With everything Bielsa said, I said he'll never play for Leeds again as long as Bielsa's manager. But mm. Bielsa isn't manager. And to be honest, I didn't think that was fair either. But I did think that, <laughs> I did, I did think that was the case, though. I did think if Bielsa was still manager, then he was done here. But he isn't, so we'll see. And he has been getting rave reviews so hopefully he should get something of a chance I can't think of anyone else who's out on loan who'd have a chance other than Davis and Drama like yeah. Alfie McCallmont looks like a decent player but he's not this level I mean the, the main two for me that you've got to look at are Helder Costa and Headbang I for- so, sorry I, 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 meant I forgot I, I forgot about Helder Costa that he's coming I, I, back I actually forgot he existed. Yeah, he by all accounts he will be coming back. Yeah, I think he'll just. I think he probably gets shipped out on loan again. To be honest, to someone else with an option to buy, and we'll see if he does all right there. And then they might buy him. Yeah. Um, well, that was the. That is basically all of the news that isn't injury related. Yes. Um. So, Patrick Bamford is out for a minimum of six weeks with a ruptured plantar fascia. That's annoying. The club admitted that Bamford has had the injury for 12 months, basically. Why would you admit that? Yeah, like, you know, players play through injury and this it does sound like it's the sort of injury that it's very difficult to deal with. And... Sometimes you can play through it and it gets better, and sometimes you can play through it and it gets worse, and all that stuff. But if you're saying he's had it for the gets worse option, yeah. But if he's had it for 12 months, why didn't we sign a striker in the summer? Or at the very least, go, no, we're not signing a striker because we're going to just throw in Joe Gelhart. Yeah, I mean, now. It very much feels like the only option is is Joe Gellhart as a striker for, for basically the rest of the season. I'm a betting man. Bet you don't start against Southampton. <laughs> <laughs> no, Rafinha will be back and it'll probably go to him and Harrison on the wing and Dan James up front again. Probably. Um, but yeah, it's another one of those weird ones. You know, in the, we've said it a million times about Dan James, but Dan James in and of himself isn't a bad signing. It was a bit overpriced, but it was mm. because he wasn't what we needed that he got a lot of the stick. Well, we really needed a centre mid and we didn't sign one and we signed Dan James. And now it turns out we really needed a striker because we were all under the impression that Bamford was out. Oh, he got a hamstring injury. Oh, we got this injury. Oh, he got... But it turns out he's had this underlying issue for so long and the club knew and just didn't deal with it. Yeah, it, it was so frustrating. And it's I I will I defend the ownership a lot, and I know some of this will come down to 
to Bielsa as well, who I think once it gets to the end of the season, there does need to be a discussion about Bielsa's performance from this season. But I feel like there should have been a level of insistence of, no, here's a striker. Have him on the bench, at least. Just come on. Yeah, there was a that that's why, especially now it turns out that we're lining up Jesse Marsh anyway. It makes me amazed that we didn't actually try and get Minamino in January. Yeah, can play wide, can play central behind the striker, can play up front. Would have been all that, not someone who would have been absolutely insistent on starting every game. Made all the sense in the world, but oh well, I think that one happens in the summer as well, to be honest. Uh, there is better in- news on the injury front. Uh, David Anderson from Amira put one out today uh, based off slight update on the one that the club put out on Tuesday with Bamford. Uh, Melier, Urente, Cooper, Click, Phillips and Rafinha should all be available. Melier hasn't been fully training yet, but obviously as soon as he's okay, he's okay. Because you don't need uh, to build up fitness. He's, he's got to get 180 minutes in at least for the, for the 23s. <laughs> uh, his update didn't mention Robin Cock, but that story, him withdrawing from Germany duty because he got COVID was seven days ago. So in theory, unless something's happened, in theory, he should also be fine. Yeah. At least to be in the squad. Um, If they're all back, we suddenly Who look like we've got... A, next? We suddenly look like we've got a squad again, don't we, there? A squad that can't finish. Mm. <laughs> you can see I've got my optimistic hat on today. Yeah. Um yeah, like it it will be so nice to have Calvin Phillips back. He, you know, it's been a while, but last I remember him, he was dead good. Yeah, I'm 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 sure he was like you know, playing brilliantly in an England midfield that got to the final of the Euros and <laughs> had and been our standout come... player for like three years. Yeah. I think he'll do okay, that kid. Yeah, um, yeah I'll be. I will be very interested to see the, the how that is set up. Whether you know whether Liam Cooper comes straight back in because Pascal Stroik's form recently has, has yeah. not been great. Um, yeah, there's actual options now. Yeah, and I know we we with that central midfield too. Yeah, it'd be again. It's interesting to see who we essentially partner Phillips with. Yeah, well, we'll uh, we'll we'll come to it because uh, as it's as we don't have a game to look back at, Saturday three o'clock, Southampton at home. It's a it's a real opportunity. This one, uh, the Southampton have not been good at all. Uh, they've lost their last four. Uh, and I mean, I've got me. It's not they got beat 4 0 by Villa, 2 1 by Newcastle, 2 1 by Watford, 4 1 by Man City in FA Cup. That is not a team in any sort of nick. It's called a Leeds United special, is that one? We're, yeah, the slump buster. Yeah. Um... yeah, it's one of ours. Uh, you know, you, you come into this with a game like that, but following on from the previous Simpsons reference, Willows fans leave Ellen Road looking like the happy little elves in Tinkly Winkly Town. <laughs> I forgot it was called Tinkly Winkly Town. Yeah. Um, 
mean, I'd hope so. They're really not playing well. No. I wonder what's... I, I have a feeling that it might be a... This is one of them games where it could be a really good game or it could be absolutely awful. Because they basically play 4 triple two as well. Depending on who they pick, he, has, he is a little bit less wedded to it now. He is willing to play a bit wider and play, like, maybe Redmond, who actually will be a bit wider or something like that. But if both teams are really pressuring the ball, if the passing isn't good, it could just end up being knock it forward, counter-press both teams for the entire game. Kick for territory. Which I'm hoping it doesn't come to being purely that. Just because if it turns into a long ball game, Rodrigo and probably Dan James aren't as good at winning the yeah. ball high and holding it up as Che Adams and Armando Broja. No, no. So no. I, th- I think if it comes to that, I think it goes against us. I think if we can pass the ball even semi-well with a decent chance. Yeah. It, I mean, we were awful last time at Southampton. I know Phillips was missing from that one. That was... And, it's one of the worst performances of the season, and that's in a sea of a lot of dreadful performances. And that, again, yeah. was coming up against the Southampton side that hadn't started the season that well. Mm. Um uh, I, I believe they were missing players as well because that was kind of the big thing for us that yes, Phillips was missing, but they they had players out as well. But um... no, I think if I remember rightly, yeah, they did have a few out because I remember thinking, yeah, they they're not looking too clever at the minute. And did it only finish one nil or was it two? But they're bat like we were so bad. It was one nil. Mm. Um, let's have a look. I just want to see what the team was because it was. That that and the Brighton away game were they, the ones that everyone was talking about as the worst performances. Yeah, so they had was Che Adams out as well, or did he come off the bench? Um, yeah, Kyle Walker Peters was on the bench. England right back, Kyle Walker Peters now. Yeah, uh, James Ward Prowse was. I think he was suspended. Oh yeah, he got one. sent off at. Did he get sent off at Stamford Bridge the game before? Yes. Yeah. Um. And then, yeah, like I think Armstrong wasn't fully fit, so he came off the bench. Yeah, and I quite like him, Stuart Armstrong. I think he's a good player. Uh, Jamie Shackleton started this one for us. God, as did he? As did Tyler Roberts. Oh, though, yeah, Jamie Shackleton did play quite a bit at the start of the season, though, didn't he? I've just forgotten that it was the case. Yeah, this is another one where it's many children on the bench and Adam Forshaw. Yeah. Uh, but, like, their team now, it will be that 4 4, that four triple 2 that's sort of 4 4 2. Fraser Forster's got the goalkeeping shirt back off Alex McCarthy this season. And I, I believe, I don't think he's starting, but he's in the England squad, isn't he, tonight? Did Fraser Forster get in the England squad? Yeah. Wow. Uh I, because I would say that was um, it's because um Ram Ramsdale's out, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, him he, he is on the bench tonight, I just checked. Um but he's had a much better season and been a bit more like he used to be. Uh it'll probably be Bednarek and Sally Sue at centre back. That Sally Sue had a re- had a brilliant game against us in the previous fixture. 
Admittedly, it's a centre-back not being pressured at all, So because we've seen it a million times, but he did take advantage of it well. Yeah. Full-backs, it depends whether he play, which side he plays Walker-Peters, because he'll either play Livramento on the right and Walker-Peters left, or he'll play Walker-Peters right and Matt Lomampello on the left. Yeah. It's a decent back four, but not better than that. Um, Romeo and Ward-Prowse midfield too, you'd think. Which, obviously, Romeo's very combative and a good player. And Ward-Prowse terrifies me because we're still no good at defending set-pieces and he's the best set-piece taker in the Premier League. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's a good player in open play as well. He's a very good footballer, but his set-pieces are what terrify me. That Diallo's sort of a backup, he's all right. And then lately, I looked back through the last few games, the wide, the sort of inverted wingers have been Stuart Armstrong and that Mohamed El Yanoussi have been getting the nod. So I would think that, even though they've been awful, I would think that'll probably stay the same. It could bring in like Redmond or play Musa Gineppo out wide. Mm. And then probably Adams and Broho up front because I don't think Adam Armstrong started a game for months. No, it has been. It does tend to be those two. Yeah. That bro has a really good player. Yeah, he, he's on loan from Chelsea, isn't he? Yeah, and he signed a new five-year deal just before he went. Yeah. So it's no one's going to be able to take advantage of Chelsea being a bit all over the place at the minute and get him on the cheap. No. Um, yeah, it's it's a decent team. that I'm, I'm still kind of surprised that Hassan Huttle's there. I know he's kind of spoken about life after Southampton in the last couple of months, but um, no, it's, it's definitely a team again that can, that can be got at. We've just got to get our foot on the ball. And the, the thing that worries me is with the way they play, we're going to be forced into quick passing and that has not suited us at all this season. No, that's, that's why I think this game might turn really bitty because both teams are going to be forced into that sort of thing. Uh, I suppose if it comes down to like the ability to play the ball quickly through the middle, if Phillips is available and fit to start and he's what he was, that would help massively. There's but, no pressure on Phillips. But we have no... I mean, I don't, we don't even know if he's going to start. But we, we look at the team and I've got a few here. And I mean, we've sort of half talked about them already. But the first question I've got here is, does Phillips start? I think so. I, I think if, if you're going to do it, and un, unless it comes out that it, it, he is not, that they don't think he's ready to play yet, mm. or that it's 50 50, I would play like we did with Bamford against Norwich and play him for the first half if you can only do 45 minutes, for example. So we, so we can start on the front foot more than have him potentially joining a game where we are behind. Who do you think he drops for sure or click? I think click. See, I, I think, think I'd, for, I think I'd, I think I'd I, rather I think see. I think it's for sure, to be honest. Which would have, I, if you'd have asked me that four weeks ago, I wouldn't have expected to say that. But I think if one of them drops out, it's probably for sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if, given the position we're in. He looks to be a little bit more pragmatic and a little bit more defensive-minded. Mm. But, I mean, we are at home, so I do expect us to, to go for it. 
more, so it would make sense to go with Click. Yeah, I just, I, I'd say I didn't have Click down as being the player in this midfield too, but I think he's been pretty impressive. A, a lot also depends. Like he is back in training, so he's cleared concussion protocols and everything. But whether he, he missed a bit and maybe isn't quite as fit as some others, I'm not sure. Uh, the I second, I wouldn't mind seeing Phillips and Cock together. I think that's very negative for this game. I'm very concerned about this game. <laughs> I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind that. You know, like when we play Man City. Hmm. I'm all right with it then. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, the second one I've got down here is uh, who is our centre-back pairing? Because in theory, everyone's available. Like our would, first six centre-backs are all I would available. Probably. I, th I think I would most like to see Cock and Cooper. But I think it will be Yorente and Cooper. Because Strike has been struggling. Mm. I think it's gonna be Yorente and Strauch. But there is I, I mean I said it last time. I do overall still think Strauch's our best centre back, but he has been pretty woeful this last four weeks. Yeah. It's been his worst run of form for a while. So if they do drop him for Cooper, that's absolutely fine. He's captain as well. That I'm absolutely fine with it if he does, but I don't think he will just yet. Um, yeah, so I've gone with Juventus and Strauch, but we'll see. I do think it'll be one of the right-left combinations, no matter what it is. Mm. I can't see it being Cock and Juventus or Strauch and Cooper. Yeah. Although it doesn't matter quite as much now. Um, you'd assume if Rafinha's fit enough to start, he plays on the right. So is it James or Harrison on the left? Yeah, I would guess... Harrison comes back in and, and Dan James plays as the second striker. Yeah, James alongside Rodrigo. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I think it'll be as well. I, I would like to see it be Rodrigo and Gelhart. Um I but... I would I think I would prefer that. Like the the one thing I I, I feel like and I, and I know Dan James actually presses quite well. I I feel like Joe Gelhart's sort of natural style of I don't know if I count it as pressing, it's more just that terrier style of I'm going to either you know, the, the Alan Smith style of centre forward play. Now that's Max Dean. Well, yeah. <laughs> hey, um, the Bamford injury. I saw some I saw some people say it on Twitter, uh, that's one step closer to that Max Dean debut. Uh, the, like the other Dean one that well. The other one that we should mention, because obviously he threw him on early in the last game, is there a chance that Sam Greenwood gets the nod? Mm. A bit more disciplined. He is, in terms of like tackling and stuff, he is probably better suited to pressing than some of the others. Yeah, I agree with that, but I, I don't think that came off. At Wolves, no. I don't know. It's a bit of a harsh example to use, given the number of injuries and and everything. But I don't know. He gets the assist um, for Rodrigo, but I don't think you would have come away from and from that game thinking that he's he's really staked a, a claim for a first team place. No, I think that's fair. But because he was involved, you know, I think it was it was worth mentioning him. 
Um, yeah, it's it's an odd one. It'll be interesting to see who he picks. I mean, I'm we're never sure on who's fully fit because, like, you you definitely could. Like, if if Rafinha isn't fully fit after COVID, you could have both wingers and then an actual front two of two strikers. You could also play Click as one of the further forward players and play Forshaw and Phillips. Yeah. Uh, there, there are... We have now actually got some options with all these players coming back. Uh, It'd be quite nice to have some senior players to bring off the bench. Yeah. Because we had it. Was it the was it the Burnley game where we actually had a squad for once, and then like five of them got injured that week. Yeah, there was there was one game where Bielsa basically had a fully fit squad to pick from, barring one player, and then they all got injured that week. Yeah, it's if we, with our injuries, it's always felt like one step forward and two steps back. Yeah. To be fair, hasn't it? Um, um, so, is there anyone in particular for them that has you worried? Whilst I know it's not necessarily going to be that sort of game, we don't deal well with strong centre forwards. Mm. And they've got two of them. Yeah. One of them who's good and on loan from Chelsea and the other one who we tried to sign. Yeah. So even if you just even if you stop being even if you stop actually looking at things and just you're looking to fate, neither of them work either. No. Um I, I'm a Broha worries uh, me. I think that Broha could like any of our centre backs, I think he's got enough about him to give them a really tough time. Yeah, and then the obvious one is conceding a free kick anywhere about thirty yards from goal. Yeah. And that's not to say that he, James uh, James Ward Prowse is only good at free kicks. He's a good player as well, but he's amazing at free kicks. Yeah. <laughs> um. So as it, well, we knew this one was going to be a bit shorter. Uh, predictions. D- despite all my pessimism, I'm going to go with a one nil win for Leeds. Uh, I, did I go for two nil defeats for the last two games? You definitely went defeats. I can't remember if they were two. I think they were two nil. So I'm just going to say two nil Southampton for purely for reasons of um, not wanting to tempt fate. Sure, works for me. But this is the sort of game that you've got to look at and think. Right, we've got to be winning this one. I mean, if we win, if we win this, you've got you've got nine out of nine there. Yeah, it's which is. All of a sudden, quite a good run to put yourself on. Yeah. And the other thing, I mean, we did mention this briefly on the last podcast, but it does deserve mentioning again. Watford are away at Liverpool. Burnley are at home to Man City. Brentford are away at Chelsea. On the Sunday, Everton are away at West Ham. There is a very real chance that nobody around us gets any points. I'm sure that someone will. Like yeah, at this at this stage of the season, it's cra- it's rare that everyone loses because everyone's fighting so hard. But there is a very good chance of most of them around us dropping points. I mean, at this point, it is all about us essentially trying to match Burnley's results mm. at the very least. Um, 
but especially while they've got those games in hand, if if on a week where we play the same weekend, where it looks like they'll drop points, then then we need to take advantage of that. Yeah, like obviously Burnley are playing Man City, so they you'd expect them to lose this one, but then their two games after that are Everton at home, Norwich away. Yes, yeah. I mean uh, West West Ham away, Southampton at home. Wolves at home, Watford away, Villa at home, Spurs away. That's the rest of their... Fi- they have got relatively kind fixtures for the rest of the season after the Man City game. If if we if we get a result this weekend and they lose to Burnley, we will be 11 points clear of them, yeah, even with those you, three games in hand. And I mean, I know that everyone says they put up a fight, and it is always true. They do. They do know how to defend. They do keep themselves in games. Usually, except when they play Man City, where they get beat 5-0 every time. Yeah. Usually. Uh, but... Like I say, so Pep, hopefully... Pep's not looking to do us any favours now. No. Now we've sacked his idol. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, they have to they, they have to put on a performance yeah. <laughs> to keep ahead of Liverpool. Yeah, but... I say, that, it'd be a massive one. If we could win this, it would really put us in a strong position. Yeah, I'd, like I say, if we if we got eleven points clear of of Burnley, and that's not even factoring in Watford at eighteen, you're looking pretty comfortable at that point. Yeah, I, mean, if, I, don't, I don't quite say home, say home and dry because obviously we'd... we've still got three very difficult fixtures. To, yeah, to we go. definitely wouldn't be home and dry. But what have we? So our next three. Is Southampton at home, Watford away, Palace away? Yeah, taking that moving that Chelsea game has, has certainly made it a, a, an easier run. Yeah, I'm not saying we will get this. I don't think we will get this. We're not good enough to be this consistent. But if you could get like, if you got six points from them three, yeah, you'd be looking at it thinking we'd be unlucky now. Hmm. I mean, just looking at at the league table now, you've got Norwich are gone. Just despite my claims earlier in the year that they were well, you'll away. notice I, you'll notice I didn't even mention their fixture. I didn't even look at who they were playing. But you know, for for Burnley to get to Burnley, need fourteen points to get to thirty five. Which I know fourteen got... from fourteen from eleven. Yeah. And we, need got... six, and we would need six from eight. Yeah. And I know they've got a fairly comfortable run, but that being said, you know, if you're Burnley and you're coming up against, you know, certainly Watford and Everton, who are two teams you are competing with. Yeah. Um, and the thing is that even if Burnley were to win those games, it does mean they're taking points off the others. Yeah. It'll uh, be interesting. It's a, it, it's weird. The international break had calmed me right down, and now we've talked about it, and I'm already nervous about Saturday. Yep. It's a problem we're doing this podcast at a reasonable time, doing it Tuesday instead of having to rush it in on Friday because we've both been at work all week. Yeah. Just gives us more time to panic. I just, I just really hope we are in a very comfortable position by the time my hospital appointment comes around at four thirty on Saturday. Oh yeah, that's this week, isn't it? Because. You... 
I'm pretty sure I won't be allowed to have Mug like watch the game on my phone while uh, whilst I'm being checked up on. No, that will not be good. Uh, but yeah, I think that'll do us, and that gets us done in plenty of time for any, for people to watch for football and everything. Uh, yeah. I ju- I, I'll probably end up watching the England game because I can probably talk my fiance into letting me have the England game on. I'm not sure I can talk her into letting me watch Portugal versus North Macedonia. Have you told her Janny will be playing? Oh yeah, if I mention that, that might be all right actually. Uh, but yeah. Um, that is everything, I believe. So that'll do us for episode 149 at Mighty White's podcast. Hopefully by the time 150 comes around, we're in an excellent mood after a great win. Uh, so I've been Jack. See ya. I've been Casey. Have a good one. In a bit.